0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, episode 144. Today, I'm speaking with Katie and Hayley from Oh My Digital about the hot social tips that you need to know for 2021. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, you're back for another week. Excited to have you here. I hope you are doing well. Today, I'm excited to be talking all things hot tips when it comes to your socials for 2021. And when I thought about this, the people, the ladies, the legends that I wanted to speak to were Katie and Haley from Oh My Digital. Now, if you don't know these ladies, I've been following them for a little while and I just love their energy. I love the value they bring. I love their socials. And so I really wanted to ask them to be on the podcast to come and share their gems with you about some of the things. Things you can be thinking about and actioning because you know we're all about action when it comes to your socials this year. And so I am excited to have them on the podcast today and talking about all these things that I think are just part of our day-to-day business lives. But listen, before we dive in, obviously, welcome back. Always amazing to have you here. I did want to let you know about a free training that I'm going to be running on the 1st of March uh, that you're invited to come along to. And it's all about how you can start to create your signature program with a personal brand that sells for you. So if you are somebody who has an online course or maybe a coaching program, maybe you want to create it, maybe you've already got it and you want to scale it. But if you're somebody who is a service-based business with a program either online or you do it in person and you want to start to build a magnetic personal brand that starts to sell for you on autopilot, then this training is for you. So make sure that you head to suzechadwick.com forward slash amplify and I would love to see you there. There are a couple of questions that we ask you to make sure that this is the right training for you as well. But you are so more than welcome to apply to come along to this private training and come and find out about how you can start to build a magnetic personal brand that does the selling for you. Does that not sound good? (sighs) So exciting. Cannot wait to dive into that training on the 1st of March. So make sure you come along. But listen, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Katie and Hayley from Oh My Digital. Ladies, welcome to the Brand Builders Love podcast. Amazing to have you here. Thank you so
1: much. We're really excited. So excited.
0: So good. So good. Um, So I've known about you ladies for quite a while now, but for those of my audience who don't know you, can you give us a little bit of background on how you got to where you are right now and what your business actually does and who you work with? Um
1: so I'm Katie and we also have Hayley <laughs> and we are on my digital um so team of um, basically, we empower business owners to nail their digital marketing. So how we got started is actually a little bit of a long story, um, but we actually worked together. So I came on as Haley's intern when she was <laughs> managing a team at a digital marketing agency. Um, this was quite a few years ago now. Yeah. Um, and we just at the time, this was kind of like uh, maybe like 2015 or so. Yeah. Um, And yeah, digital marketing had been around for a while, but it was still relatively new to a lot of businesses in Australia. And it was still a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it was a lot of like, you know, businesses, they were being told that they needed it and they felt like it was something they had to do, but no one really understood it. No one was really explaining it properly. And we just kind of looked at that and we thought we could kind of do this a better way. Um, So we didn't like how, yeah, there was just a lack of transparency and people were being, you know, pressured into doing things that maybe weren't the right fit for them. You know, they were just doing this cookie cutter kind of solution yeah. that wasn't tailored to their actual business goals or their brand or anything like that. Um, so after a few years, we kind of banded together and <laughs> thought, let's just do our own thing. Um, and that's, yeah, that's how Oma Digital was born. And that's still really what drives us today. And that's at the core of everything that we do. So just really taking the fear away, making it fun, making it easy, helping people understand what we're actually helping them with, or even how to DIY things as well. Um, That's been a big part of our mission, just making all these kind of fun tactics, things like Facebook ads or social media more accessible to businesses. Yeah,
2: Yeah, because we understand that not everyone's got a huge budget to be able to afford to outsource to a major agency, and not everyone can afford to outsource just yet anyway. So that's sort of what we like to do as well, is just help people along the way until they get to the point where they can afford to get some help. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And I think like when I look at you on Instagram and just your website and everything, and even your, your brand personality and tone of voice, it's just friendly. It's super friendly. It's super approachable and accessible. And I think that's something that I really love about you and your brand and what you do. Um, So when it comes to your business and the clients that you work with, who are you, who are you kind of mainly helping
3: Yeah. So we work with a mix of, I would say like small to medium business owners all around Australia. So almost every state we've kind of helped clients in, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, they're mostly service-based or econ-based businesses, but I guess what they have in common is they're just all doing really great work. So we actually, and I know this is like a massive privilege, but we are a little bit fussy about the clients that we actually work with as well, because at the end of the day, if we don't, actually believe in someone's product or their service or that they're doing really good work you know we just if we don't believe in it then we can't help them with their marketing either so I guess the common thread you know it's not that we've never niched into like one specific industry or anything like that but we just look for clients that are a really good fit for us in that they have similar values like they want to do good work they want to help people um, that's kind of what they all have in common um, and I guess they're open-minded too and they're they're curious to like try different things and get a bit creative that's kind of who we like to work with as well because then we know we can really help them so
0: yeah yeah. awesome and I mean today we're going to be talking about you know what are some of the trends in 2021 what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about and I mean just to what you said we've all got to be open to new things and trying new things and seeing what could work and uh, really kind of you know experimenting and being curious I think is so important. Absolutely and I think if anything um, I guess
2: COVID kind of showed us that that any of the businesses who didn't adapt with the times and and go online um, unfortunately didn't survive COVID and those who were able to adapt and and move their, their presence online and were able to sort of move with the times you know were lucky enough to make it through. So. I think that kind of, if anything, sort of shows you the resilience of those business owners who were able to kind of keep up and adapt and keep up with, you know, online practices were able to to sort of thrive in that environment.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So good. And so what did you see that really kind of was key last year, Mm -hmm. obviously maybe shifting this year? Um, What were sort of some of the trends you saw last year with digital marketing?
3: Oh, yes. So I think, like Hayley was just saying, being able to adapt really quickly. Um, And I think we were thrown a lot of interesting curveballs last year, just in that, even with just things happening around the world and just being really making sure that we're in touch with like the conversations that are happening and making sure that all our messages are really on point as well. Because I think last year was just a really tough year. And that's probably putting it lightly, but it was just a really hard year for. Lots of different groups, people in lots of different ways. Um, So I think just from a marketing perspective as well, we just all had to be really um, conscious of that and really tuned into what was going on. And just making sure that even beyond how we're talking about things, but just making sure that what businesses and brands are offering is actually what people need at the moment. Because obviously, you know, when people go through tough times, some things become more important than others. So it was like looking at, okay, what do we have that people need right now that we can share with them? So we're actually adding value and actually helping them rather than just making a buck. Um, And that's a trend that's been going on for, you know, obviously a very long time. That's always been there. But 2020 more than ever really pushed us and challenged us to do that. So that was something that I personally saw. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, there were a lot of things kind of I feel like towards the end of 2020 was when we started to get a lot of new stuff to play around with and trial. And that's the things that are becoming really big now that we're going to kind of talk about today.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That's so good. But I also just want to say that I think that that is really key. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of digital agencies in my corporate world and my corporate life, as well as in my own business. And I think that having people, I mean, you know, even as a basic example, like I've got an insurance lady who, um, you know, every year she comes to me and she tells me what's going on and how we should change the policy and am I covered for this and let's, you know, I can get you a better deal here. And I think working with people who are really there to keep you informed and up to date with what's going on in the market and especially in the digital space um, and just having that I guess, filter over things of what's happening in the world. What do we need to be conscious of? What do we need to be saying? Or not even need to be saying, but what should we be saying and, you know, be aware of? I think having people like that that are informed and informing you and not just letting things run
2: Mm. yeah,
0: because that's what you decided six months ago you were going to do I think is so important and I've worked with both. Like I've worked with people that have just let it go and we're like, um hello, like, we need you to be consulting to us. Like, that's why we hired you. And I've worked with others that have like been right there with incredible information and very fast to move Mm. when needed. I mean, from your perspective, how are you managing that? Because if you're working with a lot of different clients and I know you've got your membership and things like that, how are you keeping up with what's happening and, and I guess moving quickly for your clients?
3: Totally. It's definitely not easy. And I just want to say like shout out to all the social media managers and people (laughs) that this year because it has really kept us on our toes. Um, And I don't know if anyone has like the perfect solution to it. But for us, like honestly, the biggest thing that helps us in what we do at the end of the day is just that we genuinely use and spend time on these platforms that we're helping people with. So that means that we're constantly in tune with like what's the conversation at the moment? What are people worried about? What are people saying? Um, so we're in tune with that and we know for a lot of our clients like the reason they want to work with us is because it's not something that they naturally spend a lot of time on or are naturally really into. so it's our job then to step up and go okay we've noticed this um, we should maybe change this this way and it's honestly just communicating with them and letting them know, hey actually we plan this but we don't think it's such a good idea anymore because now it's not really in good taste because this has happened. so just keeping in touch with them and I think a big part of that is just trust too like, If you've got good relationships with your clients and you've been working with them for a while, they're going to be like, yeah, good idea, you do that. Um and just be confident that you're giving them the right advice and telling them what to do. But yeah, just honestly being across everything and constantly seeing and spending time on these online forums. Um, yeah. so you know what's happening and you can kind of adjust that way, I think is is
2: the biggest mm-hmm. thing. And what um, we do as well is we um we're in a number of Facebook groups um which with the different specialties. So we're in one that's Facebook ad chats and we're in social media managers and we're in one for content creators creators. creators. Um, we're also in an Instagram chat, uh, sorry, an an Instagram chat full of Facebook (laughs) ad managers. So where we all discuss, um, our different ad campaigns and how they're all going. For instance, this morning, we're all just talking about whether, um, ad performance is down at the moment. So, and it's just literally full of a bunch of Aussie women who all run Facebook ads and we all just discuss things that are going on at the moment. So we're just constantly all updating each other. And then we also have things like Google alerts set up for our particular clients. So if anything comes in that's specific to their industry or specific to them, we get that alert directly to our inbox so that we can um, contact them if anything is you know, really urgent, um, newsworthy that comes up. So we've got all of these sort of different systems in place so that we can sort of be the first to know about it. But we are very fortunate, you know, somebody else that hears this might be like, oh my God, that's a lot of work or that sounds exhausting. But for us, we don't really have any hobbies. So (laughs) this is kind of our hobby. It's sort of like we're we're at a networking event and this this chick was sort of,
3: she said to us, she's like, oh, what are your hobbies? And it was really embarrassing because we both just stood there looking at each other and we
2: were like,
0: what? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like- Social media is kind of our hobby. How funny. I don't even think I've got any hobbies. I'm just like, I just like to go out shopping and having drinks with friends. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's
2: a hobby. Yeah, we're both just
0: like drinking and like <laughs> social media. Kind of like. We drink while we post on social media. That's our hobby. Awesome. Okay. Uh, well, let's dive into what we're talking about today. And I know that there's so much to talk about. Uh, but what are you seeing or what are we? seeing for 2021 that we need to start to think about, experiment with, get curious about if we want to continue to build our brands and engage with our audience and our clients on social.
1: Awesome. So we are going to focus more on instagram today because that is where we spend most of our time that's our hobby (laughs) Although clubhouse is starting to challenge that a bit um (laughs) but a lot of these trends as well do leak into other platforms so you know even if you have another platform you spend on more time on these are still going to be relevant for you um the first one i wanted to mention this is one we personally need to work on as well and it's on our priorities but um One thing I've noticed a lot, particularly on Instagram, is accessibility, um, which is really awesome because not only is it, um, yeah, it's just something that helps people. So, um, and what I mean by that is, you know, just thinking about captions on your video content, okay? So, if someone is hard of hearing or is deaf, you know, can they still consume your video content? And we've talked about putting captions on videos forever anyway, just because we know a lot of people just don't listen with sound on and things like that. Um, but really just thinking about who is consuming my content and just making sure that it is kind of accessible to everyone of all abilities. Um, and one thing I've noticed as well is people putting like image descriptions in their captions now as well. Yep. Um, we got a DM about this from a friend the other day because she saw someone doing it. And at first she was like, what does this mean? Like, did they leave it there by accident? I've never seen this before. What's it for? And we, yeah, we explained to her it, it is for people. Um If they may be vision impaired, you know, they might be using a screen reader to go through Instagram and and look at your posts. So if they can't actually see your image, you can have um, and when I say an image description, literally just putting image description and describing what's in your photo at the bottom of your caption so that people can kind of get a feel and, and still enjoy your content that way.
0: Um, I have to say, I saw that the other day and I said to my husband, I'm going to ask such a stupid question, but I'm like, if somebody can't see the image, how are they going to read the image description? Yes. And I'm just like, so they've got apps yes. that like read it out for them. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And similar with websites as well, you can do the same. I've seen that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. so that's
2: something that we've just seen starting
1: mm. to happen a lot
2: more often as a lot more people are, they still use the alt text function um, in the actual, when they go to create the uh, the caption, mm. um, but now they're actually putting it in the description as well just to make sure that those readers are capturing the whole picture.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess just stories too. I mean, it is good practice to put captions on your stories anyway. Just, again, like lots of people might listen without sound anyway. Um, Well, they
0: say it's 85%. 85% of people watch videos without the sound on. I started putting captions on my stories, I feel like, over a year ago, and I had a few people that messaged me and just said, you're one one of the only people that I watch on stories because you caption and I'm... I have a hearing um, impairment and so I really value that. Uh, and I did share that as well. I know it's a lot of work. Like I get it, I do it, but I just think it's so important. I I will just flick through stories if there's no captions and I can't, I'm not where somewhere that I can listen. Yeah.
1: Well, we also have a tip to make that a little bit easier yeah, we know it, it can be really painful. I know I've sat here so many times and like we have filmed something and then Hayley will be editing and she'll be typing the caption out and so it'll play the same 15-second story over
2: and over and over and I'm like, like oh, my God. Because um, Katie talks so fast so I have to replay it about 100 times to get all of the words yeah. that she's saying and she's there going,
1: ah. Um, so that drives us nuts. But um, Threads, there's an app called Threads. From Instagram which you can download and it's kind of like its own social media app in a way it's not Mm. really huge it's just
2: messaging pretty much
1: yeah so more kind of private style but what you can do is you can film your stories in there and then post them straight to Instagram and it can caption automatically for you
0: how's the accuracy because I've used things like cliptomatic and clips and a million other things yeah and the time I spend editing I could have typed it myself, which is why I don't use them. It's
2: it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. yeah it's pretty good it's just mainly like if you use um people's names
2: it's not amazing or if you're using like abbreviations for yeah. things like for example if you say insta instead mm. of instagram or things like that it might not pick it up um but you can edit it really easily okay. so the actual editing feature is quite good as well it's not as pretty as if you were to type it out um obviously you can't make it look as pretty as what you would
0: on instagram um mm. natively but um yeah it, just an trick. option. Save you yourself a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. I also kind of abbreviate my captions as well, where I might mm-hmm. just kind of say some the main thing, but not yeah. word for word as well. So, uh, yeah.
1: And that's fine as long as it gets the same information across to people. Like, yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that was kind of the first one um, awesome. that we had. Yeah, um, another one too, probably I would say, and this is really big with Instagram, but aesthetic isn't everything. So this has kind of been happening for a few years now, but we've noticed it getting more and more so you know obviously in the very early days and still with a lot of accounts in a lot of industries it kind of depends on your brand but you know Instagram is always really known as very much like it has to look picture perfect it has to be really curated you know don't post anything unless it's perfectly edited or amazing um, but that's really becoming less and less and less important so you know obviously if you're like a designer or you know you're in a really visual industry or maybe a fashion label or something like that then yes you might want it to be um, like that might be more important for you. But for other kind of brands, especially if you wanna be more down to earth, more accessible, more friendly, kind of like our brand, I suppose. No. Um, we still want to make it look you know really visual and really um, interesting and exciting but you know don't be afraid to post something you know for example just if you have no makeup on you know yeah. you can still get on stories like you can still post a photo if it doesn't look absolutely perfect um, you know if that's your brand and that's who you are then your customers may actually like that a lot more so
0: yeah yeah, yeah I'm I think like that- filters are the best Yeah, (laughs) we love a
2: filter, and (laughs) I'm exactly the same. I'm so happy to use a filter. I feel like if it adds confidence to you, if it makes you, if it's the difference between whether you jump on stories or not, then hey, use a filter. Like, you know that if it makes you confident enough to get, uh, you know, to show your face, then do it. But it's each to their own. I feel like it's more just the importance of having that picture perfect. feed is less and less now people are judging less based on you know how perfect a feed looks versus the actual content that people are sharing content is more important than how visually perfect someone's feed looks
0: yeah and you guys have got I'm just looking at I'm just (laughs) just stalking your Instagram while we're while we're doing this um but yeah like you've got lots of different you know you've got your quotes and your Twitters and your images and all the rest of it and um Yeah. I think that I definitely want to start doing more of that. I kind of started a bit of a grid where it was like a solid color and then a photo, um, which has worked and it's fine, but yeah, I'm just like, I want to do other stuff. So I'm going to definitely play around and break it a bit this year and just, yeah, do that sort of thing as well. A lot of work we did
2: for a while there, we were alternating. So we were doing like a white quote and then like a color and we were alternating. And it was actually just adding so much stress to our lives because every time we wanted, there was like an update and we needed to post it. We were like, oh, it's going to mess up our grid. And it was
3: just, you know, and it was just causing
2: us so much stress. So once we got rid of that and we were like, as long as we've got like a nice balance of color and we've like, we've still got our strategy in terms of what we post on each day. So we've got like, you know, motivational Monday and we've got, you know, a promotional Tuesday and we've got like a different strategy for each day. Um, it doesn't really matter in terms of how it kind of looks each day. We've kind of still got our structure to guide us and help us know what we're posting each day. But it's really just the content that, you know, as long as it's valuable. Um, And people are finding, especially with influencers, people are getting really tired of influencers just posting um, something that might look pretty on their feed, but they've got nothing in the caption Mm -hmm. and they're getting really tired of just being pointless. Yes. They'd rather just be something that's got a little bit more meaning to it something that actually has value so that's yeah. definitely something that's going to be coming up as more popular over the next
0: year and how like I feel and it might just be the time of year, but I'm just a bit meh at the moment with Instagram like I love stories I still find it super engaging um I am in the feed a bit but I'm definitely more in other places um and stories is is one of them um like do you sort of see fluctuations as well like are we seeing are we seeing less engagement in the feed or what do you think is happening
1: Yes and no. I mean, at the end of the day, like more people join Instagram every single day, right? So over time, naturally, like it's going to get harder and harder and harder for all of your followers to see your content when there's so many people on the platform and there's so many people posting. Um, It's been somewhat oversaturated for a long time and like that's not going to go backwards anytime soon unless another platform becomes more popular and people leave. So that's just kind of how it is when something Mm -hmm. becomes so popular, I suppose. Um, obviously, yeah, over time, we have seen across the board it has gotten more challenging. Um, and we were actually going to, that was actually our next Sorry. point we were going <laughs> to talk about. So that's an awesome segue. But yeah, just organic reach, it has, it has, it is still there. And this is the thing too, I think people freak out because they go, Oh, well, if my engagement rate is say like 3%, they're like, oh my God, only you know, 3% of my followers are actually interacting with me. But I wouldn't think about it that way, right? Because if you think about it, you know, people that follow you, they might follow a thousand other accounts. And if all those accounts post every day, like no one's looking at a thousand posts a day, right? Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well so Just like don't overthink it too much. It's really important, obviously, to be across your numbers. And we, you know, for our clients' accounts, we're looking at these every month and looking at what do we need to tweak, what do we need to change. And it's important to be across them, but don't obsess so much that it stops you putting the effort in because at the end of the day, if you're just there to genuinely make relationships with people and connect with people and... You get out what you put in. Um, That's really the most important thing at the end of the day. But, yeah, I was going to mention too, like, as it does get harder to get as much organic reach as you used to be able to get on the platform, you know, and this has always been a thing, but just a reminder to make sure you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, Make sure you do have, say, at least one other secondary kind of social media platform That you also have a presence on and then also just keeping in mind things like building an email list, you know, something you actually own, because social media is rented Mm. at the end of the day, you don't own it, unfortunately, um, it is really powerful but you've got to just think about it's just one piece in the puzzle so really (laughs) making sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. And have you found um, a good way to get people on social to sign up? So obviously I've got links in bio, I've got opt-ins. I have said, you know, make sure that you come over and sign up, et cetera. But have you sort of seen anything that converts really well as far as taking people across?
1: Yeah, so like just your normal like freebies and kind of lead magnets, we find personally still work really well. So that's nothing groundbreaking or new, obviously. But I think one of the biggest things, and it probably sounds obvious, is just like remember to keep talking about it. Yeah. So I think often we'll like make a really awesome free resource mm. for subscribers and say, here, yeah, you know, sign up to grab this. And then you kind of talk about it once and then you kind of just. Yeah forget to remind people it's there. Um, And then also sometimes as well it's worth maybe just ask your audience what they might want um, and then go and create something fresh that they've specifically asked for and go, here you go, here it is. And just as well the biggest thing too at the end of the day not to be underestimated um, it's one thing to get subscribers but obviously there's no point unless you actually keep them engaged and talk to them with really great quality emails so if you have really good emails that are like really outstanding and really high value people are going to share them people are going to forward them on to someone they know Um, you know people are going to share them around and tell people so just making sure you kind of do that as well um is important
2: you could also um if you've got a little bit of spare money Mm -hmm. that you could potentially put towards um facebook ads another way to really grow your email list um by using your lead magnets and is by actually just putting five dollars a day into um, a lead generation type um, uh, ad facebook ads campaign Um, with something like five dollars a day you can actually still grow your email list quite significantly Um, as long as your targeting is right, you know exactly who it is that you're targeting and your messaging is really clear and they know exactly what it is that they're downloading. um, You can actually grow it quite significantly that way as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. Yeah. I've got to get back into my emails. I send one every week, but I'm, I've not done one this year so far. I'm just Mm. like, get back into it. But also having, you know, that fresh content, like I've got the podcast that's, that also really prompted me to have that weekly email as well, because I had something new to share with them um, too. So that, that always helped.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: amazing. Awesome. What else are you seeing?
3: So, okay. So this one won't be anything new. I'm sure we've all kind of seen it happening, but just bite-sized videos. So obviously, we saw like in 2020 TikTok became really big and now Instagram's finally caught up with their own version with Reels. Um, so that's nothing new, but yeah, our prediction is they're definitely not going anywhere. Um, and I just want to say as well, I think I know, <laughs> we know firsthand it's so easy to get over and be like, oh, another new thing I have to do. But if you've been scared to do video in the past, I would almost say Reels could potentially be easier for you. So they can take a little bit, they can be a little bit more finicky with editing. But having said that, you don't have to do anything wild, you know, you, you could just be standing there and like just talking about something or just giving some tips, you know, you don't have to do anything crazy. But the best thing about Reels is you're not talking, right? So it's so much easier to just film it in one take, you know, yeah. to worry about making mistakes, you know, you're really just filming something um and then putting some text over it like yeah and it's 15 seconds long you know so if you've been too scared to get on stories talk on stories
0: or film IGTVs like just give it a go
3: (laughs) just try it
0: and what are you saying that's good besides the pointing videos
1: yeah, so that's another
3: thing, Kaylee.
0: You can talk about. This. Yeah, so you can. Do- I can't do. T- I can't do the pointing videos anymore. No, even just voiceovers. So having
2: funny takes on voiceovers. So coming up with like even just really relatable content. So relatable content seems to be the thing that's definitely trending the most at the moment, and especially if it's something that's small. Like so, for example, if your target market is small business owners. Um, finding something that everyone struggles with that frustrates the life out of everyone and making into a really relatable reel so it could just be like a voiceover that you've heard um, and or just like even just a snippet of sound um, that you think could be really relatable to an everyday occurrence that happens to you um, that drives you mental that kind of thing it could be just something really quick that you can summarize with a facial expression or with one line of text, and you can literally just do it in ten seconds. And something like that can go viral because it's so relatable. So basically, just relatable content can be done without um, having to dance, without having to, you know, do anything crazy. You don't even have to use your own voice. Right. Um, another thing that's really helpful too is just valuable content. Mm. So teaching someone how to do something. There's a green screen um, option that Instagram have where you can literally just um, screen record something on your phone, and then you can just use your face in it um, and put the video in the background of you just explaining something. That's really easy to do as well, and you can fill up that thirty, the you know fifteen to thirty seconds really quickly with that as well. So that's another option as well that can be really easy for something. It could be something really simple, like a tool that you use every day that, you know, saves you so much time, but maybe other people don't know about the tool. That could be something that could be so valuable to other people and that could go viral as well. So mm. it's just a matter of seeing what works best for your audience and basically just testing. So just trying different sounds, trying different techniques and basically just testing and see what works for
0: you. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Cause there can be different things. Like um, neither of us can dance. Like we're both just like, no. <laughs> you know, like, and neither of us have any interest in, in doing those types of things. And I'm terrible with the transitions. Like I can spend half a day trying to get a transition to work and just get the absolute, like, just
0: get the shits and walk off because I've, I've just- I know I've tried it a few times and I think I've done a couple of reels but I'm just like I just I just don't have the patience or the energy for this um, and it's also like the reels that I see I'm like I don't want to do that yeah same. like Pat Flynn was great like he did some super creative amazing reels um, that were very relatable to, you know, uh, business owners and stuff. Uh, and I really loved those, but yeah, I'm just like, uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's just about finding what it is that you're good at and then just doing that because I feel like if it's too much energy, if it's too much energy, then just don't do it. Like find something that's
0: really simple and easy for you and do that because if it's, if it's hard work, you're not going to want to do it. So I know. And we were talking about clubhouse. We will talk about it in a bit. I'm not going to jump to it, but that for me is like life. Yeah. I'm like, I will be on this all day and I love it. And the you know connections what? You can make meals about Clubhouse. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking that actually. I was just thinking that. I was Educate just, people on Clubhouse. There you go. There's- I know. I was thinking that I might do something like that as well. Cause I'm always, I get people that are just like, Oh my God, what's Clubhouse? Oh my God. How do I get an invitation? And it's like, I get like like 10 of those a day and I'm just like I don't have any like I'm you know but um I might do I you might see a reel on that now do it (laughs) you should do you could actually you know what you could make a really relatable
2: reel out of that alone like the invite thing like I know that's what I was close-up
0: like facial reactions when someone asks you for a clubhouse (laughs) invite (laughs) I know it's like what's clubhouse do you have an invite can I have an invite do you have an invite how do I get an invite? Yeah, exactly. See, you've already got a reel right Perfect. there. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. What's the next, ladies? All
1: right, so another quick one. Um, this is actually a Facebook tool, but we predict that it might make a bit of an impact on Instagram. Um, and this could be something cool to keep in mind. You know, if you are noticing you're struggling with organic Um, results this could be something a little bit different to try so Facebook's actually brought out a new tool called brand collabs manager Um, so it's pretty new we don't know heaps about it just yet we have signed up for like an advertiser account so we can go check it out Um, we've been learning about it that way and we're actually going to do a live training um, with our members later this month to kind of start showing them through it but yeah it is still relatively new at this point Um, but basically it's a new platform directly from Facebook that helps brands connect with influencers and content creators. So the idea is that it's gonna make it easier because you'll have access to actual like first party stats from that influencer. So like who is their audience, you know, not just, oh, here's this um, beautiful model that has you know, 200k followers, but 80% of them are men, so that's not great for my female swimwear line. Okay, so like it will actually, you know, show you all those stats. There's lots of tools that do this already, um, but this one's basically just free and it's built into Facebook and it's able to pull those stats directly from their Instagram or, or whatever. So it'll help brands connect with the right influencers um, and just manage that whole process. And also when those influencers actually like create and post content. Brands will be able to go in much more easily and just say, okay, I want to take this image and I'm going to use it in an ad or I'm going to use it here. So if you've been a little bit reticent to, like, you know, try influencer marketing, but You think it might be relevant given what industry you're in or something like that. We think this could be a really good opportunity to kind of lower the barriers to entry and make it a little bit more easier for the average small business to give it a go. You know, you maybe don't have to go through an influencer agency or something like that anymore. You might be able to um, DIY it a little bit more easily as well. So we see that that will kind of filter through to Instagram a bit as well with maybe more brands giving influencers a shot.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, I imagine that, you know, there will be new things coming out in Instagram and in Facebook this year, because they have to keep up with what's happening in the market as well. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they try and
1: Actually, imitate,
0: I was going to say rip off, but imitate uh, Clubhouse in some way as well. On that, I've actually heard a sneaky little bit of news.
2: I've heard something um, on the grapevine that um, whether it's true or not, I'm not sure, but I have heard that um, Instagram have been banning users for saying Clubhouse in the app they're trying to get people to stop talking about clubhouse on instagram it's ridiculous Mm, well it's not in their t's and c's so i'm not quite sure how they could get around that unless they do a big t's and c's update so we'll have to keep an eye on that whether they try to release some new t's and c's um anytime soon we might have to do another cheeky revision of their t's and c's to see if they've got a loophole around that somehow about talking about third-party apps but um, or how
0: they're getting around that. That would be so with because then I couldn't talk about LinkedIn or Twitter or exactly. like anything. How, like how that's... they actually could could sort of try to police that, I don't know. But
2: apparently people are, to- are referring to the app as 38 um, if they're talking about it on Instagram at the moment because they're trying to avoid getting this ban. How how true it is, I don't know. But um, I've heard it a few times now uh, because I guess, but if anything, I feel like it's actually um, helping Instagram because people are moving their connections from Clubhouse to Instagram to further. I was
0: just about to say, I mean, that's where I've had follower a lot of like fast follower growth yeah. is by being on Clubhouse. And the only way people can connect and comment or DM me is through Instagram.
2: Exactly. Well, I think another thing that has been talked about is that apparently Instagram is going to be bringing out its own version of Clubhouse called Rooms. Oh. So apparently
0: that's why that might be happening is because it's trying to block I think that. they will get backlash at some point. Yeah. I think that they will be because people are just like, stop ripping everybody off. They can't just like, monopolise the market. I know. And, I mean, I know that, that Zucks was brought in for monopolising the market, mm. you know, because he's got WhatsApp and Insta and Facebook and all the rest of it. And it's just like it's so uncool. Yeah. Like just, you know, you've got enough. Yeah. Like do what you what do point? well. You don't need to go and steal everybody else's ideas as well. I totally agree. And I feel like in
2: this case, I mean they already did it with TikTok. They already yes. tried to to try to stop TikTok. I can't see them I can't see with the adapters that have moved over to uh, that have moved over to Clubhouse. I can't see them being that ready to move back to Instagram given how much everyone's loving no. Clubhouse. I can't see them being that ready to to jump ship. So I think it will be a really interesting thing to watch for 2021 to see what happens there, <laughs> to see where yeah. Instagram tries to bring out their own version and what the backlash is from that. Yeah.
0: And we were just saying before as well, that we've, I've met so many people on clubhouse who I never would have met on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people who are just like, I've not been on Instagram for ages, but now that it's the only way people can connect with me, I'm starting to use Instagram a bit more now. Um, so I just think, yeah, that will be interesting. Absolutely. cool.
2: Yeah. So that's a fun little one.
0: Um, so another point that we have
2: here for 2021 is actually kind of nicely rolls into this one. Is authenticity is key and consistent brand values are really shining in 2021. So what we mean by this is that people are starting to see through the businesses who only get behind a movement when it's trending on social media, and that those who actually continue to um practice those those morals and practice those um, uh, values long after the movement has actually passed so um, a good example would be um, the Black Lives Matter movement those people who were using you know suddenly started to use a variety of models in their photo shoots um, when the movement came out whether those brands will continue to show a variety of people long thereafter or whether they'll just go back to their old practices, people are starting to see through those dodgy um, brands who quickly adapt to movements as they come up they'll now start to see through a lot of that and authenticity is just going to be where it's at for 2021 and people are just no longer believing the smoke and mirrors of of the big brands anymore so that will be something that small businesses will really be able to reap the rewards of is that those who are actually practicing what they preach is what's going to really stand out.
1: I find it so interesting as well just to like jump on that too Mm. like people are really holding brands accountable as well Mm. like if you see like particularly on instagram Mm. you see a post from any big brand or often i see it on facebook ads that pop up as well like if you just read through the comments i find it really interesting to see like what customers are saying or what potential customers are saying and they're like I heard you do this or why did you do this or can you explain this or I wish your brand didn't do this because I really like your products and it's just so interesting to see that conversation and what people really expect now I think consumers are just you know and this is again it's been happening for years but we're Mm. just so informed more than ever so people really expect you to up your game and yeah you've kind of got to be doing the right thing or people will know Yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, totally. And I mean, I see that all the time as well. It's just we're in such a values driven market now. Mm. And I think that number one, brands should be talking more about their values and, and you know, what they're here to do and and how they implement those values on a day-to-day basis in their businesses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, even little things, like I said to my husband the other day, I definitely want to start subscribing to Who Gives a Crap? And I mm-hmm. want to start to take a look at like, how do we reduce our plastic and like what sort of, what which or businesses or, you know, where can we shop that's going to help us to live our values more um, because that's how they run their business or that's what they provide, et cetera. So I do think that, yeah, we are becoming a whole lot more aware.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's, um, I think it, it can be difficult for small businesses. I think when they're starting out because they struggle to understand what their values are. And I think they probably just need to decide on maybe what their top three values are that are important for their business and then just really focus in on those and just make them really apparent throughout their communication, throughout all of their different marketing points so that they can actually make sure that that's really clear throughout. Yeah. Because it's all well and good to say that, you know, they, they support um, their customers. But if they don't reply to DMs or if they don't, Um, You know, if they don't provide accurate tracking information or if they don't, you know, all all of these types of things, if they don't follow through with their promise, then their values aren't worth anything. So um, really looking in at those values and what they actually mean to that company and how they follow through on them is really important
0: yeah and i mean i think that exactly like what you just said there the three things that you can do is what are our values how do we want to show up and how are we living those every day in reality and in practice like if you can answer those three questions um i think that that's a great start exactly
2: yeah yeah so that's something that we think is going to be really important yeah coming up yeah yeah awesome um And another one we have down is UX has never been more important. So, for example, the user experience basically is so how people, so there's more people than ever have been indoors in 2020, (laughs) um, obviously because of everything that's happened with COVID. So with more people indoors using technology more than ever, um, as we were saying before, brains have been forced to adapt or fail. So people aren't standing for outdated websites, broken links or buttons or slow loading times so if your website or technology isn't up to date you stand to get left behind so basically the the trend for 2021 is just basically making sure that um, all of your user experiences are just really up to date really seamless um, flowing really well and that your customer experiences is is really you know top-notch and that's the most important part it's really you know all well and good to have a beautiful Instagram that flows and and looks amazing, but if your customers can't reach you when they need to or don't understand, um, you know, the how their product is getting to them or, or, you know, a core part of your service, then you've sort of failed a major part of um, what you actually need to be doing as part of your business. So making sure your user experience is really seamless is going to be a major part of um, a focus for 2021.
0: And what's a good way to be able to do that? I feel like a lot of us, or some of us, you know, we've had our websites forever,
2: yeah.
0: um, and so it's almost kind of like, how do we go back in with fresh eyes? Because mm. it's like when you write something and you read it over fifty times, but there's a spelling mistake that you don't pick up. That I feel like that's sometimes where we are with websites. It's like I've had this website, I know how it looks, I know what it's supposed to do. Um, so, what is little a couple of tips uh, for? checking that that's working
3: so i guess if you're kind of maybe if you're in the position where you're like oh i think my website's fine but i don't actually know like don't be afraid to just like get some feedback from your customers so you might actually start there and to be honest just looking at your stats you know if you even just look at basic things like what's your abandoned cart percentage and things like that now obviously you know, not 100% of people that add something to their cart are ever going to buy it, right? And there's different benchmarks for different industries. You know, I'm sure we all are guilty of that. We're like, yes, I like, you know, we like to window shop online and then we may or may not buy something. But if you're noticing that that's really widening, getting a lot higher, you know, like a lot more people aren't completing their orders or you're getting way more customer service inquiries or things like that that can be a big sign that maybe something's Mm -hmm. wrong um but beyond that like don't be afraid to just uh, like send out a quick survey you could start by um just actually getting feedback from your customers and going you know what do you think about this could we make this easier um and actually just see like if those problems are there for you and then beyond that you know if you are kind of aware or you think yeah actually my website's super outdated it might be time for an update just you may actually be worth asking for help. If it's not something you're personally comfortable with, just working with a great web designer, they'll actually walk you through all of that kind of stuff. So they'll actually, they're not just there to make your website look good, but they'll actually think about how it can function better and be more effective and help you get more conversions as well.
2: And what can sometimes help as well is actually having like um, a friend or a family member who you know is going to be honest with you Um, go through the website in terms of just broken links or things that aren't working Um, because that can be really helpful just to have them literally just click on everything and go through and see how it might function from someone else's point of view because you know that can be really helpful in terms of, oh, I clicked this, but it went here and I didn't really understand why because you might understand the reason why it does that, but from an outsider's perspective, they might be lost. So it can really be helpful to have someone who's close to you um to go through that as an outsider to sort of have a look at it and give you that feedback um whereas a stranger might not feel comfortable giving that feedback so that can be really helpful
0: yeah Yeah. Awesome. No, that's really good. We use brokenlinks.com, I think it is. Mm. Um, And my online business manager checks that every month. Mm. Mainly it's the podcast because people change their handles or something happens on their website. And so older episodes, we find we get a lot of broken links because of changes they've made. So, yeah, I think it's good to check those as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then our final one (laughs) is... Connection. So connection is a big, big part of 2021 that we see is going to be more important than ever. So Instagram has been an amazing tool for this um, for a few years now. So that's a major part of how our business has sort of flourished over the last few years, because when we started um, our business, we were sort of Um, given the impression that you're not supposed to mingle with the enemy, you're not supposed to mingle with other agencies or other people that are in, you know, um, competition with you. Um, But as soon as we started our Instagram account, we were just blown away at how supportive the online community is, and especially females in Australia in business. We're all just in this together and how we all want to support each other and help each other. And I think Instagram is such a great place for that. Um, And we really think that it's such a, again, it's a piece of the puzzle and it's how you use that tool to then build those connections um, offline as well, as well as within your other mark areas of marketing. So moving those connections to other places and then in the, um, the instance of Clubhouse as well. So we also want to talk about the amazing Clubhouse, um, how you can use Clubhouse to you know, to make new connections and then move them onto Instagram where you can connect further and keep that person regularly in your feed where you can chat more often about, you know, potential topics where you might then create a further discussion that you could potentially move that back to clubhouse to create a room together to have a discussion further about Then, So it's kind of a really great place to just keep building relationships and to keep building connections and and collaborations. And I think collaborations will be another really big part of 2021. That was, you know, a really big part of 2020 as well. Um, But I think that's something that's just going to continue to grow um, and continue
0: to strengthen over the next 12 months as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said to somebody the other day it's it's kind of like it's it, it's almost the app you didn't know that you needed until you used it. Yeah uh, and I think that you know we've been so deprived of that connection it, like where you hear somebody, where you have like a longer conversation, um, and I think that's what Clubhouse has done. It's just like mm-hmm. opened this whole new world of conversation, yes. not just about business, but about every single thing that you could possibly think of mm-hmm. um, and made it easy for people to take that conversation and build the connection and the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I just find it, as you know, I just find it incredible ball. kind of takes away the,
2: like the bias and the pressure because you don't have to you don't have to look a certain way. Um, you don't have that added stress of being face to face with someone, so you don't have to worry about facial expressions. You don't have to worry about. Um, you know, how you're looking that particular day, you don't have to worry about what other people are thinking, you know, yeah. you kind of just get to be yourself and speak and, and, and sort of express yourself the best way you can. Um, and it seems to be such an open and welcoming space. I'm yet to experience, I don't know how you feel, but I've yet to experience anyone hostile or yeah. unwelcoming in the space I've experienced. Same some big personalities, but they've all been coming from, you know, the best place possible and they've all been, you know, very helpful. And I've learned so much in the last few days just from listening to some of these amazing people that are sharing their expertise. And I think there's a really big space for small business owners to learn but also connect on the app. And I know there are a lot of people that are like, oh, no, it's another app that I have to put time into. But I also think um, you you don't need to put pressure on yourself if it's something that you don't have time for, but it is something that will reap its rewards. If it's something that you, um, if it's something that in your particular business, um, you could benefit from. So for example, if you are a service-based business, I really think there's a lot of room for your business to grow with this potential, with this app. Whereas if you're an e-com business, um, again, you can learn a lot and you can definitely make some connections. Um, But if you're already flat out and you're already stressed, perhaps it's not the app for you just yet.
0: Maybe just concentrate on getting everything else underway for now. And then, you know. I mean, somebody was saying to me the other day, how are you integrating it? And I'm just like, you know something, if I'm honest, the only thing I actually use is Insta stories. Mm -hmm. Like I schedule, I write my captions and I schedule them. Um, And I might do spontaneous, but I don't post that much that it's like a massive weight on my shoulder. And then my stories, I do stories just to say hi and let people know what's happening and promote or share that sort of thing. And so I actually don't feel like I'm overwhelmed with social anyway. Uh, And so Clubhouse now I go on with intention. Like I'm like, okay, I've got an hour or two where I'm actually going to be in a room, answering questions, serving people. And when I do that, like my following goes up by 20, mm. th- like 50 in like one hour sort of thing. And then you get lots of messages. And so I'm really intentional with that. And then if I am listening to it, I'll still be doing work and answering yeah. emails and stuff, but it'll be like a podcast in my ears yeah. where I'm not engaging. I'm not talking, but I'm just listening. Um, I'm The other thing is that I do have it on a separate phone to my main phone, which is a very good thing. So sometimes I just switch it off and put it in the drawer. But I just think, I think if you do anything with intention um, and you work it into how, like what you're doing and you're, you know, building your brand and how you connect with people. I think that it's really up to you, like how much time you spend on it and that sort of thing. But, um, I'm just being really intentional with it right now.
3: I think with something so early days, like you don't need to overthink it, like just go on there, (laughs) just, Listen, just like see what you actually enjoy and see where you're giving people value, see what people are asking you for, you know, listen to other people and and then you can think more strategic and long-term about how you might use it. But like for now, it's just, you know, just test it, play around. That's how you're going to work out what it means for you and what you can do with it. Like, and I think that's the thing too, like sometimes when we overthink a certain platform too much, that's when it really loses its magic. Like at the end of the day, if we're just there, cause we genuinely want to be there and we're just, and it's a fun. Yeah. Like that's when it works. So don't ever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. I love that. That's so great. Um, what are you ladies going to focus on for your business this year? Is there like one thing that you're like, we are going to nail this for us this year? We were saying asking for help. Yeah, asking for
2: help I think is our big yeah. focus for this year. Yeah. So we've done a lot of like testing, trialing, changing over the last few years. And yeah, I think
3: so do everything,
2: do yeah. everything, be across everything. This year we're asking for help. So we've got um, a session booked in with a, um, a business coach mm-hmm. so that we can um streamline our services streamline our offering mm. and really just nail the pricing down get everything right and then we're going to book in a session with a lovely friend of ours to just get our branding we're already pretty across our branding mm. but we really just want to um make it really consistent across everything mm. freshen it up a little okay. bit yeah just make <laughs> it a little bit more crisp and clear yeah. and yeah and get that right yeah. so yeah we really just want to like um Yeah, I think we're just outsourcing it to professionals in in their fields this year. We've tried to do too much ourselves and we've just burnt ourselves out. So I think we're just asking for help this year and we're we're working on what we do best and we're letting the people that do what they do best do it for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so good. I'm hoping to get my website redesigned this Mm -hmm. year. That's like Mm -hmm. the bane of my life. Um, But, yes, definitely hire the professionals. Yes. I think that's, that's, you know, we're going to
3: practice what we bring. Yeah <laughs> it's, it's hard, but yeah, no, we're getting much
0: better at it. So. Oh, so good. Awesome. Well, ladies, those were so many great tips. We will have all of that in the show notes as well. But for those of my listeners who want to come and say hi, uh, and we'll have this in the show notes too, but where can they find you? Yes.
1: So the
3: easiest places, if you are on Instagram, we're just at Digital, um, So you'll find us there and then there's a link to our website and all our other goodies there as well. So that's probably the most interactive place. Um, I've literally just gotten Clubhouse personally this morning. So you can find us both on Instagram (laughs) and eventually we'll both be on Clubhouse.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I so appreciate it. Oh, fingers crossed that twenty twenty one is epic and amazing in all different types of ways. But I love your brand. I love what you do. Um, one day you are on my you are on my dream team wish list. Uh, and one day I'll just be like, take it all, just <laughs> do it all, um, which would be amazing. But yeah, so appreciate your time this morning, and Thank excited you. to see how twenty twenty one goes for you thank yes, you thank we'll see you, you on
2: clubhouse
0: <laughs> you will you will <laughs> oh my gosh I just love them don't you love their energy you know something that's something clubhouse has taught me is not that it's taught me it's just brought it I think to the forefront that people's voices their energy uh, you can just feel it can't you and I love what they do. I think they're super smart. I think they're amazing. Um, and they are on my wish list as well as far as when I expand my team. Um, I've already started chatting with them. I'm just like, when I outsource my socials, that's where I'll be going as well. So make sure you check out Katie and Haley from Omo oh Digital, especially on Instagram. They're so awesome. Um, and yes, they are spending a bit of time on Clubhouse as well. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixen on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.